the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR, and you're joining us for our Church of the Week feature. And today in the studio, we have with us the pastor of Lifehouse Church, right here in San Antonio, Texas, um, and the pastor of the church is Pastor Ryan Coffey, and we want to thank you for joining us today, Pastor Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a privilege. Well, we want to hear what God's doing at Lifehouse Church uh, on the on the north side of town, but before we do that, can you just give us a little background uh, on, on yourself? Yeah. Um, I've got a wife and three kids. Uh, my kids are 11, 9, and... Four. Uh, she was our big surprise, but a good surprise. <laughs> and uh, we, mo- we moved here from uh, the Northwest, moved here six years ago. So we're not native to Texas, but uh, because we had our daughter here in Texas, that makes us Texan. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. That's great. And uh, you you guys moved from the, the Northwest. So uh, what, what was... What part of the Northwest do you do you hail from? Well, I grew up in Oregon, so I'm a pretty big Ducks fan. And uh, and then I was on staff at a church in Washington State in Spokane for seven years uh, before moving down to San Antonio to take the church here. It's a good time to be a Ducks fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, just just to for those listening to us today, uh, could you give us a little background on you know maybe life before ministry and even life before God? What was what was your experience in in coming to Christ? Well, I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. Uh, was a pastor my whole life. Um, grew up going to Christian school. Uh, went from Christian school, graduated, went into Bible college. So pretty much my whole life has been uh, within the bubble of Christianity, uh, which is good and bad in that it's good that I've had a great upbringing and enjoyed my life uh, that way, but bad in the sense that I've been able to experience a lot of religiousness and uh, see a lot of maybe misuse of the gospel in church and in Christianity. And uh, so it's given me an opportunity to to change that uh, in my own ministry. Now, when you, when you came to Christ, you know, you said you were, you were raised in the church, but that definitive moment that you came to Christ, um, or even in, in your, in your relationship with him, um, what, what was it that, that kind of drew you into relationship with him? It really wasn't until, uh, I was 12 years old and I was at a winter camp, uh, when, the decision to follow Christ really um, all connected. It made sense to me. Uh, I, you know, asked Jesus into my heart as good little Christian boys do (laughs) when I was young, uh, but it really didn't hit home until I was 12. Uh, And I was, I was 
standing at a winter camp during a worship service, and all of a sudden it began to make sense to me. Absolutely. Now, Pastor Ryan, a lot of people get saved. A lot of people love God. A lot of people, um, like you, were raised in the church. But there's a very big difference between being raised in the church and loving God and actually deciding to give your entire life to a career, if you will, of ministry. What what was it for you that you felt the call of the Lord to come and uh, and and give your life for that for that call? Well, for me personally, I I think we all are called. Uh, sure. I think we all uh, have a calling on our life to do the work of the ministry. Uh, I, I see that throughout Scripture. To commit my life to doing it on a full time basis really uh, was birthed out of. Uh, a time when I was in a youth group, and my youth pastor actually shared with me uh, uh, a, really a prophetic word from that he felt that he had for me that uh, my life would be in, in full-time ministry. And so I started pursuing that. I actually, my grandfather was willing to send me to law school and be a lawyer. And uh, Dodge that I, bullet. Yeah, huh? and when I decided <laughs> to become a pastor, he decided he wasn't going to pay for that. But... Um, so I had other op- options, but really wanted to pursue whether or not this prophetic word, if you will, for me was uh, was the Lord. And as I've done that, the Lord's just opened door after door after door. We're talking to Pastor Ryan Coffey of Lifehouse Church here in San Antonio, Texas. And Pastor Ryan, when you, you got the call, you went into to full-time ministry. I, I don't know if you ever envisioned moving to the to the southwest or, or the deep south of Texas, but um, what has that transition been like for you to come from the culture and, and the, I guess, the community of faith in the northwest to uh, what things are like here in south Texas? Well, it was a huge transition. To be honest, my wife was not real excited when we got the call. We, uh, it was snowing outside. There was a fire in the fireplace, and we were asked to come down to San Antonio, and uh, that was like the last thing on our mind. But as we've come down, we've realized that this is exactly where the Lord has us uh, for a, a specific purpose and a specific reason. Culturally, it's very different. Uh, in the Northwest, if you attend church, uh, you're a pretty committed follower of Jesus. You, uh, It's not popular to go to church there. Here in the South, um, my perception is that uh, everyone goes to church, but how they live their life throughout the week is, uh, is somewhat questionable. Sure. And so, uh, obviously, those are generalizations, uh, but... It's it's an interesting dynamic where the the cultural norm here is to attend church, uh, and yet maybe not live your life according to the ways of Scripture throughout the week. Whereas there, you're pretty committed if you're going to church. And what's that? What's been the the, the biggest adjustment for you? I guess uh, you've been at, at Lifehouse Church now for six years. You've you've made that full transition. You're the the senior pastor and. And all that, but coming in to a to a unique circumstance where you're not from around here, uh, you're, you're younger than your predecessor. That you maybe have a different ministry philosophy and all of that. What were the challenges in in making that shift from, man, I'm I'm comfortable. I know the culture here. I, I know people here. I'm, I'm I'm kind of just really really fluid in the ministry that I have. To coming into a completely different circumstance. 
Well, to be honest, my uh, my uncle Dennis Easter actually uh, met with me about six months into that transition uh, of being here, and uh, he said something to me that that really rang true at the time. He said, "Ryan, don't be so naive to think that God didn't send you to San Antonio to change you." I think that when I came here. I came with kind of the um, Joshua complex where I was going to finally lead these people into the <laughs> promised land. And uh, they've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 <laughs> years. And um, and really what it came down to was the Lord saying to me, Ryan, will you be Moses? Could you wander these people around for 40 years if that's what I asked you to do? And so for me, it was a very humbling time. I uh, really was coming from a point of, I know everything, I know what to do, and the Lord really uh, was able to work on me and humble me uh, to just really love people and care for people, whether they're in San Antonio, Texas, or Spokane, Washington. Gotcha. And it's a little bit of walking by faith instead of sight. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Ryan, you you guys at Lifehouse Church are affiliated with with the Foursquare and uh, movement and denomination, if you want to call it that. Um, and a lot of people may not be real familiar with the rich history of of the Foursquare. Uh, could, you, could you give us just maybe a, a little bit of piece of that? Because I think it's fascinating, um, the stories and, and the, the origin of the Foursquare movement. Yeah, it's, um, you know, denominations are never perfect. You know, there's always sure. flaws within anything. I think there's a passage of Scripture that says where there are no oxen, the stables are clean, right? So <laughs> wherever there's people, things are a little bit messy. But as a movement, as a denomination goes, um, I'm affiliated with Foursquare primarily because of, of the rich history and the balance that comes uh, from our doctrine and our theology. Uh, it was really started in 1926. Most people don't realize it's been around for that long. started in 1926 uh, by a woman who at the time would have been, well, it was controversial now sure. for a woman to lead a denomination, let alone in 1926. Sure. And she was a controversial person herself, but very uh, creative in how she presented the gospel. She was really the Billy Graham of her day. She packed out uh, stadiums yeah. and had healing services and um, there was one of my favorite stories of our history is that uh, ambulances, rather, if if the church was in service on the way to taking people to the hospital, uh, would stop by the church service and <laughs> get prayer for them, and oftentimes people would be healed. Um, so we really began uh, not necessarily to be a denomination, but we began as a missions movement to send people out into the world. Uh, and then out of that's kind of birthed the the denomination. And at Lifehouse Church, you guys still carry a very strong missions uh, mindset. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, currently we're uh, in the process of establishing um, c- relationship and connection with uh, two primary countries, uh, Colombia and Chile. Um, we really view missions as a two way street. We never want to be that kind of church that. Um, just kind of blows into town and says, oh, we'll fix everything and or we'll throw some money at it. Uh, we really want relationships. So that's a big right. part of who we are as a church. And so we invite peop- uh, our friends from Colombia and our friends from Chile to come and speak in our church as well as going down there. Um, so really trying to create this, this two-way street. Building the church globally versus just 
focusing on yourself. That's exactly right. That's great. We're here with Pastor Ryan Coffey with of uh, Lifehouse Church here in San Antonio. And one of the, the mission statements, if you will, or, or maybe directives that, that your church operates under is connecting people to real love, real life, and real family. I think that's such a great line and, and something that should be uh, maybe more involved in, in, in everyday life for all of us. But uh, can you unpack that for us a little bit and maybe take us down that path of what it means to, to be connected to real love, real life, and real family? Yeah, as a church, we we don't necessarily. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of really great churches in San Antonio, and so um, we don't think that we've got this all figured sure. out. But one of the things that we've really discovered is um, within the community that we're located in, and just in San Antonio in general, uh, there tends to be a um, a personality or a kind of a culture that. Uh, that really pretends like everything's together and everything's okay. But when you start scraping beyond the surface, you find out that there's a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt. And so the reason why in our mission statement, connecting people to real love, real life, real family, real is in there three different times. <laughs> uh, it's probably not the great greatest grammatical uh, use of that word, but it's really more for the emphasis on let's get beyond the facade, let's get beyond the, the fakeness and really get down to the reality of what's going on in people's lives, in their families, in their workplace. And how can we walk them through some of that brokenness and bring about healing and restoration and hope in their life? Now, that kind of relates a little bit, Pastor Ryan, to what you said earlier about being raised in that culture of faith where you saw maybe a lot of misuse, a lot of uh, emphasis maybe in, in, that, was, that was heavy on one side and, and not on the other. How does that play into this whole picture? And, and maybe for someone that's listening that has a perspective of church that may be skewed by a similar experience, um, what's important for them to, to take away from what you're saying and what, what you guys are doing at LifeHouse? Well, the, the connection really is um, growing up, the, the perception was, and we even see this today, is that ministry can only be done by the professionals, right. the, the ones who have got it all figured out, the ones that made it to seminary or to Bible college, and, and those are the guys that can do it. And I just don't see that in Scripture. I see... Uh, the regular, everyday people are the ones that Jesus went after to spread the gospel. And so our thing is, if we can get down past that facade to the realities of life, then we can bring people to a place to where they would see themselves as ministers of the gospel. Uh, if I can share on a Sunday morning about my failures and my weaknesses, uh, it begins to break down that facade of, um, that facade that would say I've got it all figured out uh, when I don't. I'm just as uh, flawed and, uh, and I fail at times just as anyone else does. Uh, but if people can grab hold of the fact that they too could minister, man, what a powerful thing that would be. That is the church. That yeah. is, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I love the scripture where it, it talks about uh, uh, two, two of the disciples are, are – 
you know, in the square preaching and teaching. And, and it says that they viewed them and they looked at them and saw they were just ordinary men. They were untrained, it says, men. Right. And uh, I, I think that's a great, great perspective you have. And, and uh, I think everyone listening needs to understand, like you said, they do have a responsibility to minister. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, if we if we look on on your website, uh, th- there's a there's a lot of stuff that that we can glean. But one of the things that I see a lot of on your website is emphasis on family and uh, maybe children and, and and the next generation. Can you talk about the the importance of that at Lifehouse? Yeah, at our church, I mean, obviously every demographic is important and everybody has a role to play. But one of the things that we've discovered is uh, the world and our culture is targeting um, commercially our children. Uh, If you look at all the statistics, you see that our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders are the largest spending demographic in our country right now. And so they're being targeted very heavily by the world. Our thinking in that is, well, if the world's going to target them, maybe we ought to. And so (laughs) we've put a huge emphasis on addressing specifically our uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And uh, we've kind of relaunched our ministry uh, for our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders called The Way. And I'm actually heading that up. So typically you don't see the senior pastor who's uh, involved with kids ministry. But if it is the most important demographic uh, in our society, then we ought to be giving it the most attention possible. I want to bring an awareness and an attention in our church to that age group, as well as the fact that I have two of my own kids who are in it. So yeah. I should be participating and partnering with them as they're growing in their relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. And and even what you said there, uh, Pastor Ryan, uh, I think it's so important not just for the church to take an interest in in the in training the children, but also for parents. Uh, how how do you communicate that to parents when they they come in through the doors? That listen, we'll do what we can, but at the end of the day, they're going home with you. Yeah, we see very much our responsibility is not just pastoring people's kids. Uh, we see uh, our responsibility is pastoring parents as well. So if we can pastor parents to pastor their kids, yeah. uh, then we've uh, that for us is a success. That's a win. When parents start taking responsibility for their children is when we say, okay, we're doing something right. Absolutely. Uh, it's a huge undertaking, and it's a huge challenge. There's, It's not really a church growth model uh, because sure. a lot of times people don't want to be told what to do. But what we <laughs> found is that um, – is that parents are really seeking that. They're wanting some guidance. They're wanting some direction because they maybe they weren't raised uh, in the church or they weren't raised in how to take care of their kids or discipline their kids and things like that. And so we've just found it as an opportunity for us to really help them and walk with them, not tell them what to do, but just show them what Scripture would have to say about how we are to be parenting our kids. Absolutely with Pastor Ryan Coffey of Lifehouse Church here in San Antonio. And Pastor Ryan, if, if you were going to tell someone listening right now, uh, like you mentioned earlier, we have a lot of great churches in San Antonio. Uh, we're, we're a blessed city, uh, a lot of great things going on in, in, uh, in the church uh, at large. But if you were going to give someone a, a picture of what's unique about your church, Lifehouse Church, 
and what's unique about the ministry there. What would you what would you emphasize? What would you say? Well, our unique purpose uh, as a church would be that um, in a city filled with churches with lots of programs, with lots of options, if you will, kind of a, a buffet of options, uh, we really don't have a lot of options. We don't have a lot of programs within our church. What would make us unique is we put a high emphasis on one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three discipleship. That It's not that other churches don't uh, care about that or value that, but that is kind of where our um, make or break point is. We That's where we are putting all of our eggs into that, uh, that if we can get people to take responsibility for other people, uh, we've won. And and that makes us unique because it's not a, uh, a church growth model. That's not a thing for us to um, become, you know, this large church or something along those lines because that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And it, just to be honest, is messy when you get involved in people's lives sure. like that. And, and so it's uh, – but it, it's been something that's been great for uh, the personal growth and development, not just of people coming into a relationship with Christ – uh, but for people who have been living their life uh, in a relationship but never seeing themselves as a minister and never seeing themselves walking out in how to minister to people and care for people, and now they're being empowered and equipped to do that, and it's been great to, to see God work in people's lives that way. You know, it sounds a lot like the ministry of Christ. I hope. I hope <laughs> it is. You know, that's that's the goal is I want to be like him. So, Excellent. Well, uh, Pastor Ryan, if someone listening, they, they've, they've heard what you've been talking about, they hear a little bit about the church and, and the heart behind what you guys are doing, and they, they think, man, I'd, I'd love to check out a service or, or something that, that is going on at LifeHouse, what, what could they expect if they came on a, on a Sunday morning? Well, right off the bat, one of the things that would be a little bit different is our uh, seating arrangement. The way that we have our seats set up is uh, almost in like a half circle where you everybody can see everybody's face. Uh, that's always the goal on a Sunday morning. If we're to gather as believers, as Hebrews talks about, um, then we want to know who it is that we're worshiping and not see the back of somebody's head. And so we've kind of arranged our seats in a way that while you're worshiping, while you're listening to the message, um, you can actually see the people in the room that you're worshiping with. And that for us is very important. Now, when you're worshiping, if you're new to worshiping, uh, that could be somewhat intimidating sure. and, and that. But um, I think at the end of the day, it's a great opportunity for us to be reminded that we're not just gathering as a um, formality, right. but that we're gathering as a empowered, spirit-filled people group that that God has ordained to do the work of his ministry on earth. And there ought to be a lot of excitement and a lot of um, power that comes from from that gathering. And, uh, and so our, it would be a little bit different for people uh, from that standpoint. But I think from the worship standpoint, uh, from the message, it would be very familiar to um, to people who have been in a, another church, if you've never been in a church before, uh, you would have little to no expectations, so uh, <laughs> you would uh, probably enjoy it as well. Uh, 
So that that's what you would expect. Uh, we have a pretty contemporary worship set, uh, meaning um, we don't do a ton of hymns, or if we do hymns, we're uh, reworking them into uh, into a little bit more of a contemporary style, something along those lines. Excellent. Uh, well, if someone says, "Man, this this all sounds great," when can they visit? Where can they visit? Um, what what services do you have going on throughout the week? I know you mentioned you don't have a whole lot of programs, but but uh, there are a lot of things going on. What what could they get involved in? Well, currently our service uh, we have one service time. It's at ten a.m. Um, we've been growing quite a bit, so we're conti- we're contemplating moving to two services. But as of now, it's uh, just one. We're trying to keep that family atmosphere. If we have to add chairs, we'll do that. And um, and then uh, as far as the week goes, we have a couple women's uh, Bible studies that are taking place on uh, Thursday morning at 10 a.m., on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Um, our youth meets throughout the week. Uh, all of this is on our website. But uh, really, as far as services during the week, we don't have any. We put a huge emphasis on people, inviting people over into their homes. Um, we make a huge emphasis in uh, guys taking people out to lunch, you know, taking other guys out to lunch and spending time getting to know them and building relationship with them. We put a huge amount of responsibility on people to take responsibility for other people. And uh, if the church is just programming that, most of the time uh, people can take it or leave it. But when you put that emphasis on them, uh, they're really they're really taking that seriously and and doing a great job ministering to other people, which is great. I think that's a great emphasis, Pastor Ryan. And so I guess the best thing for someone to do if they want to check out the church is to go to the website. Where can they find that? Uh, www.lifehousesa.com. And yeah, that would be the first start, uh, first place to start. You can there's a section on there in um, in what to expect, how we dress, you know what what kind of worship there is, what to do with your kids, and then uh, service times at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Excellent. Well, Pastor Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. We really appreciate it, and we we uh, we pray blessings on you and on Lifehouse Church. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, and thank you for being with us for our Church of the Week feature. As Pastor Ryan mentioned, you can visit Lifehouse Church at LifehouseSA.com. That's LifehouseSA.com. They're located at 2825 Wilderness Oak in San Antonio uh, on the north side at 78258. Um, You can also call them at 210-499-5775. But the best thing to do is check out their website at LifehouseSA.com. We want to thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature here on KSLR. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, Submit your nominations at kslr.com. Church of the Week, brought to you by SalemChurchProducts.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.